Hi. My name is Chelsea. This is my podcast. And basically, the whole point of it is helping you see the ways that society has programmed you to be disempowered and miserable and uh, undoing all that programming so you can thrive and not be miserable. (laughs) So I have a, in case this is the first time you're listening here, I have a pretty troubled past, got a whole bunch of issues and abuse and drug addiction and fun stuff like that. And basically I've dedicated my life to finding ways around all of that trauma, coming to terms with it, turning into turning it into strengths, and uh, not accepting the bullshit we've been given. Because damn, the mainstream way of being is fucked up. So I've started for this podcast drawing tarot cards when I'm kind of stuck on what to talk about. For all my other episodes, I I have had an idea like, oh yeah, I want to talk about this, and it just sort of flows, but lately it hasn't been as easy. So I drew a card yesterday for what I should make my next podcast about, and it was the reversed Ace of Swords, um, which is basically, I think, about a lack of mental clarity, just feeling kind of confused and mentally stuck. Which really resonates with how I've been feeling. Um, I've just had a lot of like negativity and challenges and anxieties and old patterns coming back. And I've just been getting triggered pretty easily and getting annoyed pretty easily. And my understanding about these states where you lack clarity and you feel doubtful and confused and resistant... It's pretty much hell, and it feels so awful. It's like you're stuck in this fucking maze, and you can't get out, and whenever you try to think your way out, you just get more confused and more tangled up. And uh, my humble belief is that these states of confusion feel so bad because they go against the truth. And uh, life, like the essence of life, is to grow and expand and love is a huge part of what makes life thrive as evidenced by many things like children like babies literally need love to survive you know and um that doesn't change once we grow past infancy as adults we still need love just as much and a lot of us are kind of starving spiritually because we don't have that source of love within us like we haven't gotten in touch with it so we're just constantly chasing external symbols that we think are going to bring us wholeness and it never actually works basically when you do the same thing for too long you stagnate and life and energy have to flow or just like water it starts like kind of turning to shit and getting gross and basically decaying when it doesn't move. Stagnation is decay. 
especially with emotions. If you don't keep your emotions flowing, you have problems. Like if they're flowing too much, you're all over the place. And if they're not flowing, you just sort of feel dead and disconnected. So some ways to prevent yourself from stagnating are just challenging yourself, you know? Like for me, uh, something I've been doing to challenge myself recently is introducing more structure into my life because I've always kind of been so much the spontaneous go with the flow type of person that I kind of revolt against any type of structure or routine to the point that it's kind of turned into a detriment, like not having enough consistency. So my challenge lately to prevent stagnation and to keep myself like moving and flowing with life has been to introduce more structure. But if you're the type of person who thrives on structure and you're kind of freaked out by having less routine, your way of preventing stagnation could be introducing more spontaneity or just uh, completely doing away with your routine. So when I say challenge yourself, there's no like one size fits all for that. It's just basically like whatever is different from what you normally do is the best way to keep energy flowing. Energy has to keep moving or it gets stuck and it weighs you down and you end up in those loops that I was just talking about. So try new things, whether it's like listening to music that's different than you normally would or trying foods that are different from what you would normally eat. Any small thing, sleeping on the other side of the bed, or getting up at a different time, or going to bed earlier, or later, or, uh, yeah, whatever your patterns are, just basically try for a little bit doing kind of the opposite. And it's kind of amazing what you'll find. You, uh, can enter a totally different state of consciousness. Because when you're just doing the same stuff all the time, it's like there's no need to be conscious for it and pay attention because it's just your mind just kind of goes on autopilot like, oh, I know what this is going to be. There's no threat here. So let me just uh, go through the motions. Nothing to see. (laughs) But then you end up kind of dead inside and uninspired and nobody wants that. What we all want is to feel connected to ourselves and each other and inspired, and energetic, and joyful, and in love with life. But so many of us have all of these emotions around that that keep us from going towards it, you know? Like we might feel guilty or fearful or shameful, thinking that like wanting to feel joyful all the time is like hedonistic, And yeah, I have a lot of resistance because I have been doing some soul searching lately and just asking myself, like, what do I actually want out of life? And what I really want is to feel ecstatically connected to myself and inspired pretty much as a default state, you know, just feeling joyful and ecstatic and excited. Like, I want that to be my default state. And I I think it's more than possible, but I kind of started realizing that I have some beliefs deep down that like, oh, that's not realistic or that's, it's, yeah, it's not realistic. It's childish to want to just be happy most of the time. And like, 
just kind of feeling guilty and ashamed about what I truly want and those subtle feelings of doubt and guilt and fear and shame definitely keep you stuck so it's definitely worth it to do some deep questioning of yourself what do I truly want what do I want to dedicate my energy to because if you don't boldly claim that for yourself there's so many different energies out there that want to steal your attention and keep you down and keep you locked into the system or into old patterns of behavior or playing out the same relationships again and again not really going anywhere so what I've realized recently is the best kind of hack or shortcut for life is just kind of feel and train myself into those states that I want to feel of being connected of being receptive trusting of life in love with life a lot of us have ideals or goals or things we wish for but we talk ourselves out of them before we even allow ourselves to fully state what they are or think about what they are we've just been trained so well to think that what we want is too fantastical or it's too much to ask or we don't deserve it or that it's just not realistic or that it could never happen you know since I've been asking myself recently what I really want and that is to have a default state of being open and basically happy just feeling at peace and good and in flow um, I can immediately just feel my conditioning telling me like that's not realistic that could never happen that's a silly goal and I just don't think it's true I just think you have to boldly choose what you want like you have to know what do I prioritize what matters more to me than anything else and how can I start making that my reality? Our programming and the messages from the world and the messages from your friends and family, depending on that type of situation, um, are very, very strong and prevalent and loud. And so if you don't know what you want, like 100%, and you haven't just like made a passionate commitment to creating that, I think it's really easy to just stagnate and not really get anywhere and sort of take steps towards something but then get thrown off and since all of the disempowering stuff outside of us is so loud and prevalent not even just outside of us because internally your conditioning can be very persistent as well with keeping you down it's just so strong and pressing that there's basically no other way, I think, to get what you want other than boldly claiming it, fully choosing it, passionately embracing it in every fucking way until it's basically an obsession. Being indecisive about things totally drains your energy. You kind of have to be single-minded. Like, what is your value? 
What do you want to stand for? What do you want to feed your energy into? Because you might say like, oh, nothing. I don't really care one way or another. But the thing is, like, if you're just living in a normal way or whatever, going about your life, you are feeding your energy into things, whether you're consciously aware of it or not. And odds are, if you haven't asked yourself, what do I want to stand for and create more of? You're feeding your energy into things that probably don't serve you, that you probably don't agree with deep down. And a really good example of that is just, you know, someone taking the first job that they're offered when they're a teenager and just sort of staying in it their whole lives, even though it's not what they really want or believe in. There's so many things in the world trying to pull your attention and so many things within you trying to pull your attention. If you've ever been addicted to something, which I think pretty much everybody has, unless they're in denial, then you already know what that's like. You might consciously think you want one thing, but your impulses and actions act a completely different way. And that's how so many people can say, I want to be happy, I want to feel good, I want to be fulfilled. Yet they spend pretty much their entire days feeding their energy into things that don't support those goals at all. Quite the opposite, oftentimes. They're feeding their attention into things that totally steal their peace. I started realizing recently how many things I do that are just energy drains. Like, um, the typical thing of checking all of your internet accounts a million times or even just fretting about things like oh is this this pattern I thought I healed coming back again oh no what if this happens what if that happens and a lot of these things can kind of like run in the background and create this like vague sense of wrongness and then your mind goes to work trying to figure out what's wrong and what you did wrong to deserve the weird feeling and your energy gets split in all these different ways and you end up thinking about things you don't really care about and basically wasting a lot of time and you'll kind of like stop and catch yourself and be like wait what was I even thinking about and you don't even know you've just been sitting there getting all anxious and not even knowing why. And this is what happens if you don't take the time to figure out what you want and boldly fucking claim it. Like, no, this is what I stand for. These are the kind of things I'll feed my energy into. It's really important to take some time to figure that out because as it sits now, a lot of us are basically addicted to states of confusion and disempowerment. I noticed this with myself recently. I'll literally, like, feel a weird energy, weird vibe, a little bit of anxiety or something, and immediately my mind, like, goes to work finding all the reasons why I'm confused and disempowered and telling a bunch of narratives about why this is how it always has to be and it's probably because of this trauma and so on and so forth. Basically, we seek out reasons for 
feeling things that we're used to feeling because we get addicted to our emotional states. Even states of anxiety and doubt and fear, it's like it gets the adrenaline pumping. So we get kind of used to having that kind of energy, even if it doesn't feel good. And if we just wake up on a random day and everything's fine, you might find yourself literally searching for reasons to be fearful because it's a habit, you know? You do something so many times throughout the years and we're basically all trained to feel and think this way, just be disempowered and anxious and always looking outside for the answers and thinking that we can't possibly find the answers. We have to go seek out some expert and pay them a bunch of money and then maybe we'll get closer to the truth. Or maybe if we study this particular discipline for this many years, we can earn the truth. And um, it's pretty much bullshit. Your mind just automatically seeks out that which is the most familiar, even if it sucks. And then you get into this feedback loop with your emotions where you're like searching, you feel a little weird and then you're like, why do I feel weird? Oh, maybe it's because of this thing I read. And then you're, and then you'll feel an emotional reaction and then your mind will spin some type of reason for why that is. And it creates this feedback loop that keeps you stuck in this hamster wheel hellscape thing. And it's not always that miserable because a lot of times we kind of snap into this robot, robotic state where we're not really in touch with our emotions, so it's not like acute suffering and pain necessarily all the time. But if you've felt those states of bliss and being fully alive and inspired and stuff, that sort of like cut off, doubtful, state of being does sort of feel like hell in comparison and it's because it's a lie doubting ourselves it doesn't even make sense it goes against life itself you know life is always trying to expand and evolve and improve and when we doubt ourselves and go like no i suck i'm just gonna stay inside and do nothing it, it feels like shit because we're not we're not in sync with life we're not challenging ourselves and flowing and expanding and, and it really feels awful so I think like a lot of people who are just living out the typical nine to five existence are actually really miserable and I want to point out that when you're stuck in one of these loops of like the familiar self-doubt with the like emotional anxious charge and then the thought reactions to it and like the loop that I just described it's not always something that you can notice right away because it feels so familiar and normal that it's almost like a background function that is happening but you're not necessarily aware of it like oh god I'm suffering so much I'm not living in alignment with my purpose and like joy and stuff I'm so miserable it does, it's a lot more subtle than that a lot of times it can be just sort of like a background program running that subtly steals your joy and that's pretty much just as bad. Actually, most of the time I would probably, I prefer those states of intense suffering where I'm in a lot of pain and um, over the states where I'm just sort of like numb and going through the motions like an automaton because it at least feels more real, you know? 
But I really don't think that we have to choose between those. I think that you can create a new default state for yourself that's like open, curious, flowing, blissful. I really think all that's possible or I wouldn't do what I do. If I thought that the best we could do was just like surviving and trying not to have life suck too much, then I wouldn't even bother making podcasts, you know? I just know that it's possible. I know that humanity is better than that. And I've experienced it enough myself to know that it is possible. And that's why I do what I do. And that's why I'm pretty much obsessed with and really passionate about all this stuff with deprogramming yourself from the Matrix. Because the Matrix, which is basically just, you know, the societal programming we're born into, is very anti-human. It makes us feel ashamed for everything that is human. And it's, that's really sad. We carry that programming with us and it's so heavy. But something I realized recently is like, I used to really love horror movies when I was younger, like a teenager and stuff. So I would go to the movies and see some scary movie and I would get really wrapped up in it and it would feel really immersive and real. And I would sort of walk out of the theater to the outside world and it would be a bright sunny day and it's nice and warm and it would be sort of like, whoa, like kind of waking up from a bad dream. And I've kind of noticed recently that a lot of times if I catch myself in one of those like little loops of doubt and fear and being an automaton, I can sort of like shake it off and be like, oh, that was just a story. That was just a narrative that I slipped into. That was just a habitual thing. It's not true. It's not real. Just like when you watch a movie and it feels really real and your emotions are affected and then you sort of come, you sort of like come back to earth, like come back to reality and ground again and realize that all that stuff wasn't real at all. It was just a story. Yeah, it seemed real. It pulled you in. It got you emotionally invested and you like felt kind of bad and stuff, but but the story you got so immersed in, although it has reality to it, is not the ultimate reality. So that's a really good metaphor for basically just getting stuck in those disempowering victimhood loops that make you feel like life is hopeless and everything sucks and like it's just a you're stuck in this like horror loop of suffering and misery and it's really interesting how how dire and extreme these states of mind can feel like you're suffering for a little while and it basically feels like you've always been there and nobody in the world could ever possibly understand your struggle and no matter what you do, you're just going to suffer for the rest of your life. We can get very, very <laughs> dramatic when we're encountering these states. And it just feels extremely serious, you know? And I've just been kind of working on, like, noticing when I slip into that and being able to laugh it off, like, be like, oh, I, <laughs> I was believing my own drama. It felt really real. But it's not. 
Just like when you have like a really bad psychedelic trip that feels like hell and it feels like eternity and it feels like you're never going to be normal again and then you start coming down and you're like, oh wow. That wasn't real, thank God. So we can sort of develop that kind of relationship with these uh, mental patterns, you know. Next time you catch yourself getting anxious and telling a bunch of stories about it and feeling disempowered, try being like, thinking of it like when you walk out of a theater after seeing a really intense dark movie and you go, oh yeah, it was just a story. It's really the same thing with what you're telling yourself. You can honestly learn how to enjoy remembering. Remembering that you're the one with the power, that you're writing the script, that you can choose what energies to feed in your life, and you don't have to just accept what you've been given. It's so easy to just give our power away. It's so, it comes so naturally to us to just give our power away because being raised in the world, you know, like being a human is fucking, it's hard and stressful and uh, your power literally doesn't belong to you when you're a kid and stuff. There's all these like giant humans around you telling you what you can and can't do and the appropriate ways to act and which emotions are okay to feel and we just are trained to basically constantly give our power away. There's always an authority figure that knows better than us, a teacher or an expert, a psychologist or a scientist who has studied so-and-so that must know better than us. And you know, you'll find yourself Googling what's the best diet for me instead of just asking your fucking body, you know? Which foods make you feel the best? Um, it's, it's really simple. A lot of things are so, so, so simple and logical with being a human, but they... Like, how should I spend my time? What's the best way to exercise? What should I eat? It should be simple to know these things. You just listen to your body. But uh, society's so fucking weird. Like, it... It really puts you out of touch with all of your primal instincts to the point that we just don't even know anymore. <laughs> and that can be a really confusing place to be. But uh, that inner wisdom is still there. I don't think it can ever quite go away. So I think of this inner wisdom. I've started kind of... I used to say, like, oh, my higher self. And I would think of that as, like the part of me that's wiser and knows better, but lately I've been uh, sort of thinking of it as there's a higher self, which is connected to all the cosmic stuff and, like, the worlds of symbols and, like, the various gods. And then there's the deeper slash lower self, which is more like the primal stuff and the earthy stuff and, like, the ancestors and the DNA and all the wisdom in there. And both of them have tons of wisdom 
and a lot of spiritual practices and magical things basically are always looking to the higher self like what does my higher self think what should like i'm gonna ask my higher self and they think of it almost like as this godly figure but i think that's kind of incomplete or possibly misguided because the human part of us is so wise too um, that if you think of it as like your deeper slash lower self that's connected to the like this earth energy and um, the ancestral memory and like your instincts, it's its own world of wisdom and we're also that. So if you're constantly just trying to connect to your higher self and not, you don't have ways to connect to the deeper self or like your primal self or your instincts, it's gonna be pretty incomplete. So I've just start, started like addressing those parts of me, like my higher and lower selves, or like higher and deeper selves. And yeah, there's a lot of wisdom that can come through in that. Our modern world is so cerebral. Um, like we basically, it seems like we just want to be brains and we see like having this organic body as some kind of inconvenience that we're constantly trying to like rise above or be better than. Almost like being human is something shameful and lesser and that we should aspire to be more robotic. <laughs> and it's just really silly because if you believe that you're an immortal soul that's temporarily inhabiting this body, which if you're listening to a podcast about magic, I assume that you believe. Sorry if uh, you don't, but I'm just going to assume most people listening to this do believe that. Then would your soul go through all the fucking trouble of incarnating in this limited flesh vehicle with all the fucking conditioning and stuff if it wasn't worth it? If there wasn't something incredible to learn and integrate with it, I tend to think our souls are smarter than that and that we wouldn't go through all this trouble to incarnate in these bodies if it wasn't well fucking worth it, you know? So my current idea or theory, which is pretty much always evolving, is that our souls are basically like really hardcore thrill seekers that just get a huge kick out of the idea of forgetting their divinity. And they just like, they think it's so fun and awesome to come into these physical flesh vehicles and forget that they're God and like inherit all this programming that tries to beat you down and steal your fire and having to go through all these trials and tribulations that basically force you to get back in touch with it and slowly like waking up to the fact that you are eternal <laughs> like I honestly think that our souls love that and that's why we come and so I've been sort of trying to apply that to what I was just saying about how you can get stuck in these um, hellscape loops of forgetting your divinity and just thinking that you're this limited powerless being who's doomed to play out so-and-so patterns or settle or just feel miserable all the fucking time. 
Um, and then just like the joy of getting to remember, oh yeah, actually I'm the one writing the script. I'm the one who decides what to focus on. I'm not this mortal, limited, powerless being. I'm so much more than that. So it's kind of like the micro version of the macro. I hope this fucking makes sense, but the macro is like you have a soul that incarnates in the physical body and you forget who you are and you wake up to your godhood and you bloom into this magical being. And like the day-to-day micro is basically like living as a human and feeling like you're a victim to your addictions or whatever shit. And then like kind of waking up and being like, wait, actually, no, I can feed my energy into whatever I want. I can feed my energy into things that give back to me and feed me. So, uh, I really think that one of the best favors we can do ourselves is just learn how to enjoy remembering. Like when you forget and you're kind of like, oh no, how am I going to do this? Everything is fucked. This is such an emergency. Oh no, how could I do this? And then you're kind of like, oh yeah. I'm the one choosing what to focus on. Haha, <laughs> okay. And it's just this like palpable sense of relief and it's kind of like inspiring and fun. And uh, it's, the, it's the kind of thing where you're just going to have to keep remembering over and over and over and over until, at least I'm hoping, it can become a default state to just always remember your power and not give it away. But there's definitely a transition period between those and uh I think we're basically always in this state of transition I don't even know if this makes sense because I was just saying like you can get to a state where you always remember but then there's the transition but I kind of think it's always a transition I don't know if we ever actually arrive at this magical place that we're hoping we do I think it's always kind of just a constant unfolding and learning how to be at peace with not knowing exactly what it's going to look like, but knowing that no matter what, you're good. I honestly think that like, out of anything you could ever focus on and try to train your mind into, knowing that you're good, like that everything's fine, you're okay is basically the best thing you can do for yourself. Because no matter what the fuck is happening in your reality, knowing that you can handle it, and that you're okay, and that you're cared for, and that you're held, and you're safe, and you're an eternal being just having an experience, no matter what state you're in and what you're going through, defaulting to that is basically the best you can possibly do because literally no matter what situation you're in it's going to benefit you to have that solid foundation of knowing that and this is why I dedicate pretty much all of my fucking time these days to creating that state to feeding it to making it the default I will never fucking stop because to me It's the only thing that's really worth it, you know? And it's one of those things where it's kind of a paradox because it's it's like black or white where you have to choose between trusting life or fearing. 
but there's also like so much that can happen in between that and there's nuance and there's this and that, but just having that default knowing to fall back on, like this is what I stand for, this is what I want. I want to be trusting. I want to be in love with life. I want to be open. I want to flow. I want to be inspired by the mystery of life. These are all the things that I feel. Having that foundation to fall back on is really essential to have that kind of like single-minded focus of this is what I fucking stand for. You have to know what you stand for or I really think you're just going to get basically tossed about by the waves of life endlessly. Because like I said, there's just so many energies swirling about out there just waiting to grab your attention and feed on you. And being born as a human, it basically kind of, to me, seems like you are a battery or cattle. Like you're just kind of here to have your energy siphoned into other things that don't serve you until you sort of wake up and realize like, wait, no... I don't really want that. I'm going to just use this instead. And I can't tell you what this is for you. You know, like, you have to find what makes you really come to life. And it's probably the thing that just, like, comes really naturally to you that you don't have to think that much about. It's just something that feels really natural. For me, art has always been that, you know, like drawing and painting is just what I do. It just feels right. It's not hard. It's just, uh, it just makes sense. It's just there. And, um, you probably have something like that too, where it's just something that has always come naturally to you. And maybe other people are impressed like, Oh, how did you do that? And you're like, I don't know. It's just what I do. <laughs> and that's probably your thing. And if you don't know what that is, that's okay. Take some time to figure it out because is it really worth it to go, th go through all this trouble to incarnate with this body and all the trauma you have to undo if you don't eventually end up finding the thing that makes it all worth it? And I really think that these things that make it all worth it are way simpler than we think they are. I've been realizing lately that a lot of the things that are the most healing and remind me most of what matters are the simplest things. Like being in the sun and breathing deeply and creating stuff and having interactions with people. It's the simplest things. Like in the modern world, I think a lot of our sickness is just too much. We just have too much of everything, too much information, too much sitting, too much being inside, too much caffeine, too much time on the internet. It's just too much. It's not even that we need to acquire new things or learn stuff or take a bunch of steps necessarily. A lot of times it's just doing less, you know, like 
going on the internet less, going outside more, breathing deeply, going and staring at the moon for a bit, just going outside and listening to the wind and the trees. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a lot of times just sitting outside and hearing the wind and the trees and feeling the sun, I'm just like, oh yeah, everything's good. <laughs> like all, all that drama that I was just caught up in in my mind earlier is just silly. Like it's nonsense. It's not real. This is what's real. The wind and the sun and... That was definitely a tangent. So I'm reading off of some of my notes here. The next one I have is about fear of other people's opinions. So a lot of us, myself included, have fears about what other people will think of us. So for me, I have a YouTube channel where I talk about things. And a lot of times, honestly, I hold back on there from talking too much about magic or esoteric things. Um, I don't even know why, like whose opinion I fear, but I basically just am afraid of looking or sounding a certain way. And something I've realized recently is that whenever we fear other people's opinions, it's never actually their opinions that we're afraid of. Our mind kind of uses other people as like a symbol or surrogate for our own self-judgment. So... I've noticed that, like, whenever I'm feeling insecure about, like, my interest in, like, magic and supernatural stuff, for example, sometimes, like, I'll get this voice in my head that's, like, one of my old friends who was kind of, like, a skeptic, you know, and it will, like, be his voice being, like, are you sure about that, though? Because I don't know. How do you really know what intuition is? How do you know it's reliable? It's, like... It's like my internal judgmental voice will take on his voice and it's like for some reason my mind frames it as like I'm afraid what he would think of me but it's really actually my own self-judgment that I'm afraid of. So if you think that you're afraid of like what your parents are going to think about your new career idea or your girlfriend or whatever, just uh, realize that it's probably your own self-judgment that you're really afraid of because other people's opinions are just other people's opinions you know it's literally just words and um if you don't actually agree with what they're saying it won't really affect you it'll kind of just bounce off but like if you're lying in bed at night and just like replaying this judgmental thing someone said to you earlier it's because it's really part of yourself or more more likely you're programming something in your programming that you internalized that told you that this is not okay. So just, uh, that's something worth remembering, you know, if you're afraid of other people's opinions of you, it's really your own. And I should take my own advice about that because I was just talking about like my YouTube channel and how I can hold back on there sometimes with certain things. For some reason, it's much easier to talk about all this like woo-woo shit um, and like energy and magic and stuff like that on a podcast when I'm just talking to a microphone. It's much easier than like putting my face on it. I'm not really sure why and I know, I know I'm gonna like gradually be braver about sharing 
various esoteric views on YouTube too, I think, but for now I'll just keep it to this podcast. So um, just to review the tenets of what I spoke about here, you have to fully, boldly claim what you want. Um, What is that? Is it to feel expanded and at peace and in flow with life? That's what I fucking want. I want to feel ecstatic and blissful, basically as a default state. I know that like there's no state you can be in 100% of the time because then there's nothing to compare it to. But if I'm honest about what I want to feel most of the time, it's that. And I am kind of like unapologetically claiming that to myself and saying it aloud here. Because I think it's possible. And if you can't uh, elucidate, define and claim what you want, then I think you'll always kind of be stuck in like a limbo. You have to sort of know what you want. And basically what I stand for is like the restoration of humanity. I want people to feel alive and in flow and at peace with who they are. It kills me to see how much people hold themselves back and talk themselves out of being who they are, even about the most beautiful things, you know. People will be kind of like ashamed or uncertain or kind of beaten down and I hate that because people are so beautiful. They have so many amazing things to share and a lot of the times they're kind of afraid to do that and It's sad, you know, like our programming really makes us into these obedient little drones and it's so far removed from our capabilities as humans. We can do so much and we're so talented, we're so fucking psychic and magical and most of us don't even know it. A lot of people out there do and they're making careers out of it, which is cool, but I would just love to see all of this stuff about like manifestation and magic and uh, kind of woo-woo stuff become more like normal and mainstream because everything has just become so inhuman, you know? Like the enchantment and mystery and magic is sort of gone And it's crazy because, like, kids have it, and a lot of children's movies have it. And uh, the essence is, like, there. Like, we all know it's true. And even all the films, you know, like, they really glorify the people who kind of go off script and go their own way. Yet the way our society is structured is so opposite of that. Like... I don't know, like, we're we're so afraid of that spark of life and, like, those rebels, but yet we kind of glorify it. Anyway, that was really rambly, but basically I think it's really worth it to figure out, like, what you want to stand for. What do you want to feel most of the time? And claim it. Like, have that be your... Uh, barometer I don't know if that's the right word but the thing that you kind of refer to and keep coming back to your foundation build that foundation it takes so much persistence so much persistence that you basically have to be 
It has to be your passion. <laughs> Anything less than that doesn't work. <laughs> I know, because I've been trying. And being kind of like, yeah, I kind of want this, but I don't know. It doesn't work. You'll just get basically caught in those loops that I was talking about. Um, but if you wake up every single day and you're like, this is what I want. I want abundance. I want to flow. I want to feel good in my body. I want to feel inspired. Then you're going to prioritize the activities that support that. But if you don't know what you stand for, if you, if all you stand for is like, I just want to survive and make enough money to not be miserable. That's not really standing for something. That's kind of just like letting life, letting life kind of boss you around. You know, like allowing circumstances to determine your path. So just think about the things that inspire you more than anything. Think about the things that you care about, that make you feel alive. And then unapologetically claim and prioritize those things and put them ahead of anything. For me, this takes so much um, persistence. Like I've started every day getting up and giving myself at least an hour of getting into like this mode, you know, of like feeling peaceful and rooted in my body. And for me, that requires like not going on the internet for at least an hour, which can be hard, but, and also like meditating a lot throughout the day, making sure I move enough. That's so fucking important. Just like dance. If you're feeling weird, just dance. I do that sometimes, you know, like I'm feeling in a weird funk, so I'll put on like a song I really like and just like dance around. And it, that's enough to reset your mode, like kind of reset your being, or you can like get up and do jumping jacks or go on a walk outside, take a cold shower. A lot of times, like if you're stuck in a weird mindfucky loop of feeling miserable, it feels like like you, like basically like climbing a mountain, like this insurmountable task to get yourself out of it. But a lot of times it's way simpler than that. Like just stopping for a few minutes and breathing deeply or going outside and sitting on the ground for a bit or, you know, like dancing around something that simple that takes just a few minutes can be enough to reset your entire day. Um, I think it's just really important to keep energy moving, like your energy has to flow, your emotions have to flow, just keep things moving all the time. If you're feeling stuck and stagnant, force yourself to do something different. Force yourself to get up, go outside, um, do anything, like anything to keep it flowing, to keep things changing. And don't give in to that powerlessness because those states of disempowerment, it's like a fucking siren song, man. Like a nonstop siren song of, oh, don't worry, just blame your problems on something else. Just go on Reddit for five hours. Just watch another porn video. Just do this. It doesn't really matter. Who cares anyway? There's no point. <laughs> and it's so convincing and seductive 
to give in to that shit of nothing matters and who cares anyway. Um, but there's no satisfaction to be found there. And remember that you can just catch yourself doing the thing where you're dramatizing and feeling like shit and catch yourself and be like, oh yeah. You know, like, just like when you turn off a movie that's really disturbing, oh yeah, but it's just a movie, I can move on. You can do that with your fucking moods too. Being like, oh, everything sucks and I'm hopeless and this and that and the world is going to shit. You can stop and be like, oh yeah, I just, uh, I fell into it again. That's okay. (laughs) And just wake yourself up. I know I make it sound so much simpler than it feels, but it really can be that simple. You just have to uh, basically keep keep giving yourself a new experience. Don't give in to that disempowering shit. It doesn't lead anywhere, and it's just basically designed to siphon your energy. And uh, don't let that happen. You are a powerful creator. You have a lot of power. That's why there's so much around you trying to take it trying to beat you down and keep you subservient because you're powerful. But you have to remember that in order to access it. (laughs) I know it can be easier said than done, but um, I think I've rambled enough for this podcast, so if you like listening to me talk, I have a Patreon where I upload exclusive videos and audio and writing and some tarot stuff. I'm also practicing my tarot reading on other people now instead of just myself. So if you want a free reading, you can send me an email and ask me a question. It can be pretty much anything. Um, And I'll give you a free reading. I also do mentorship for people who want to deprogram themselves and uh, get back in touch with life again. If you have specific traumas or insecurities you're working on, I can help you talk through that stuff and give you some techniques for shadow work or just like listen to you. So yeah, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time.